pour yourself some soju and get comfortable because you are tuning into the confessions of a k-drama queen podcast k-dramas are my guilty pleasure and if you're here they're probably yours too so stick around because we are talking all things k-drama 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 Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a K-Drama Queen. I'm your host, Josie, and if you know me, you know K-Dramas are my thing. I've been gone for so long, it feels like, and I've been writing articles for K-Pop Wise and covering Otakon. Um, all that content can be found in the link in my bio on Instagram. If you don't already follow me, please do. It's at k.dramaqueenxo. And I'm officially back from my little summer vacation, so I'm happy to be back and working on my consistency with my podcast again. Um, high key, I feel rejuvenated, and I'm ready to go. I'm not gonna lie, this month I've been slacking on dramas and falling behind, so I'm gonna give y'all like a quick schedule of what I'm thinking. It may or may not happen depending on how I feel and how things work out. Y'all know how that goes. Y'all do know I freestyle this whole thing, right? So, um, for this episode and the next, I want to wrap up Why Her and Eve, just so I can at least, like, finish what I started. And then I was thinking maybe I move on to Attorney Woo. Maybe we'll see. I, I feel a ways about it. Um, me and my friend were talking about it and I was like yeah I don't know but clearly y'all really like this show it's it's all over my feed Netflix keeps bugging me to watch it and it seems to be very popular so I'm gonna go against you know my me judging a book by its cover and I'll probably give it a shot yeah but the only downside of having this podcast I feel like if you can really call it a downside is that I can't just casually watch dramas anymore like I used to like before I would squeeze episodes throughout the day and I could finish a drama in like less than two days if I didn't do things important like you know shower and eat to stay alive but it was definitely like possible that I could finish a drama in 72 hours or 48 but with this podcast, I have to like pace myself and actually schedule time to watch it because I need to sit down and take notes. I have to like dissect things, which takes longer and more focus. But I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just letting y'all know, you know, this is what I signed up for. Alrighty, so let's get into this second half, part two of Why Her. If you haven't watched the first part, I would suggest listening to that because... I'm just gonna get into it, all right? So, first thing I'm gonna say is, God damn, okay? God damn! <laughs> Y'all know that mean? <laughs> Y'all know that gif, the, that, that sound bite? I'll just, yeah. So, this girl cannot catch a break at all. OCJ cannot catch a break. Like, whenever something good happens, it feels like 10 bad things happen, which really gives the show it's true like the title is true appeal because I'm literally asking myself every five seconds like sheesh literally why her 
So since the last time we spoke, we left off where she had just gotten out of jail and her and Gong Chang were like looking into each other's eyes all romantically. Um, so she ended up staying with Gong Chang and the homies above the restaurant for a little bit. And that's where their relationship like really takes off. I would say, like, at this point, they made it official. They went on this cute little date on the beach where they had these deep conversations, but, like, clearly not deep enough because neither of them really told each other their true identity yet. But OCJ saw this, like, old high school friend while she was in jail and tried to help her, you know, get out. And there was this this other like construction building issue that happened afterwards where later like her son was connected with that issue because he ended up being trapped underneath that building collapse which is really awful and then like come to think of it I don't know if I missed it I might have missed it maybe I just don't feel like rewinding it but did they ever find him like I just don't remember at this point in time and I also don't feel like going back. So I just want to know, did they ever find his body like alive? I think he was in critical condition if he was found, but I don't know how that little story end. I think I just got distracted there. Yeah. So anyways, one thing that I omitted from the last episode that is super important now is O2J's professor, not the pervy one her main like the one that she looks up to he's like a a father figure to her and he plays such a big part in this murder investigation now so let's let me break that down for y'all so her professor had a daughter who is in a mental home and has this like childlike um mental issue that was caused by this accident So a couple years prior, she was Bill Cosby roofied at the club and was um, abused sexually and beaten by the same dudes that took Gong Zhang's stepsister. Now, isn't that something? That's it, it gets twisty here. So the professor's daughter was supposed to marry this big, important man who just happened to be the same man that OCJ was helping this entire time during the whole um, acquisition of Hansu Group. The crazy part about all of this is that I knew something was off with the the professor and I even wrote it down in my notes but I skipped over it because I thought I was overanalyzing but now here I am talking about him. Not that he's a bad guy or anything. Um, I thought he was going to be a low-key villain but um, but the show doesn't need any more bad guys. So I'm kind of, con- you know, happy that he's not a bad guy. I said that because of how OCJ pretty much gave up on the case, um, Gong Chan's case, which later brought on, I feel like, unnecessary PTSD. And now I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But the professor wasn't bad. Um, TK, the CEO of TK had like this blackmail on him on like funds, just like everybody else. I feel like any guy here has like a secret slush fund. And so he was kind of forced to tell OCJ to give up on the case or to let the case take its natural course, which is very bad advice, especially because it's her first case. But she was offered a position at TK for doing that. So everybody's at fault here. So anyway, the professor and what would have been his son-in-law 
um, has been investigating this hit and run accident and this sexual assault that happened to the daughter slash, you know, the man's wife that happened years ago. And they even bought the house where the incident occurred um, since it happened at TK's house, TK, the CEO's house. And so while all of this is happening, Gongchan is facing his own blast from the past where he's confronted by his low-key delusional hurt stepmom. There was a lot of tears, but I'm happy that he got his emotional closure that he needed from his stepmom. So you go, Glenn Coco. Hooray for character development. Now, what pissed me off are the unnecessary loops that these dramas go in all the time. So since he was able to face his stepmother, Gongchan obviously wanted to tell Osuje, his newfound girlfriend, at this point about the truth of who he really is and how he's secretly going to do, which is the person that she had defended in the first case. And of course, she finds out and blows, you know, she doesn't find out yet, but when he tries to like tell her about it, she just blows him off a hundred times. Like I get it. The building collapse situation is very important, but like, girl, you can't spare three minutes for your man. Like this is why you single. Like just this man's trying to tell you something important and I don't know. It just, it would have taken 30 seconds. He literally said, Hey, this will only take a minute. But she's like, no, I gotta go. We'll talk later. And you know, the timing is always impeccable. So that building that was collapsed, as they're searching for those bodies, they found one that was not like the other. They found a body of a person who had this colorful bracelet, and they, it ended up on the front cover of like these news outlets, and Gong Chang gets a glimpse of it, and he says, holy cow, that's my sister. So he like frantically runs back to his secret room where he's got all his CSI projects, and he finds the same bracelet that is identical to that one, which obviously implies that they were like, they were besties. So you guys know who it is. They found the body of the missing stepsister, who they had previously said that the body was lost in the ocean. So when Gong Chang runs out of his secret CSI room, you can guess what happens. He forgets how to close a door, so it's left wide open, and Miss Ma'am Osuj discovers on her own who her man really is, which she had been trying to tell her all this time. And I'm like, sis, you have no right to be upset at Gong Chang's fine behind. Like, you have your own dark secrets that you haven't told him at this point, so whatever like she gets all dramatic and like hands back the umbrella he gave her like for what (laughs) for what um what's all this drama for because I mean I guess they don't call it dramas for nothing so she had her real you know her panties in a twist because the real reason was because when she found out who he was it kind of brought back like the PTS guilt of how she let him down because she let the case go but like at the same time, like, one, you were a rookie lawyer, and then two, like, it's not like you let that happen over and over again, you know, so, like, and then, like, he got out of jail, so, and he's just trying to love on you, girl, like, relax. He forgave you. It's not a big deal. He knew that your hands were tied at the moment. Anyways, at some point, the whole squad comes together, um, not just Gongchan OCJ, but also the professor, um, his son-in-law, um, and then all the, the student friends, all the classmates or whatever, they all get together and they put their, they put their heads together by sharing pieces of information, which is needed 
because all these crimes are connected, including the fake suicide in the beginning, which I almost forgot about because so much stuff had happened since then. But yeah, all these crazy crimes lead back to TK and his henchmen. So we're trying to figure out who is the man responsible for all of these deaths. So we're finally now at this point to the biggest shot I I feel like was, um, or at least I felt like this was the biggest shot I got from a drama in, in a while, the whole daughter situation. So the daughter that I, or the grand, TK's granddaughter that I mentioned in the first part where I was like, nah, it's too obvious. It can't really be her daughter. She doesn't look like an eight-year-old to me because I thought they said she was like eight. So I was like, no, I mean, they're, they're really setting this up too easy for her to be her daughter. Cause I was like, yeah, of course I tried not to take the bait and it was the bait. So it turns out that the little girl was really her daughter. And we had such a short time of seeing OCJ be a mother. She always wanted to become because the little girl died. WTF. Now, a part of me is in pure disbelief and dismay because I'm like, how are the writers going to write all of this onto the character? Like all of this, this, this trauma. And then the other half of me wasn't shocked because by episode 14, I was like, how is this going to work? Like the poor kid is around so much evil and explaining all of that to her would have been really tricky. And plus she's dating Gong Chang. Is he really going to play stepdaddy? So like, I wouldn't be against that, obviously, but it seemed like an unconventional ending. But again, like I would have been totally happy with that. But the, the plot twist gods said, nope. <laughs> they were like, nope, not today. The easiest way to write this is if we just kill the little girl off. I felt like I should change the name from Confessions of a K-Drama Queen to like Confessions of a Crybaby because that's how much I cried. I was just so hurt by the whole situation. <laughs> I was like, why would they do that to my girl? But anyways, um, I'm pissed that they was trying to, like, pin against OCJ. Like, she didn't carry that baby for nine months. Like, it is not her fault that the little girl ran into the street. So, I just feel so bad for her. Like, she thought that the baby... She carried that baby for nine months, thought that she died, then found out she had been alive all of this time, not knowing her for a full 24 hours, and then she died. Like, it feels like she literally experienced the death of this child twice. Like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I'm like, yo, F the baby dad. Like, a part of me just feels like he's just a plain idiot, but not, he's... He, yeah, he's an idiot, and, like, being an idiot also makes you a bad person. Like, he's still a POS, but, like, anyways, I'll get into him, get with him in a second about the whole, how he had been brainwashed by his crooked father. So, anyways, y'all remember when I mentioned the TK CEO and how he had blackmailed the professor over some slush funds? Well, he threw him under the bus, 
and testified against him in court because I feel like he just got the whiff that everybody was against him, including the professor, especially because he found out that his daughter um, is involved in his son's case. So he threw him under the bus. And while all of this is happening, Osuj is also getting thrown under the bus because they're trying to revoke her lawyer license for malpractice after she had just lost her daughter like y'all have got to be playing then a mysterious fire occurred at the house where the professor's daughter was violated like right after they found pounds and pounds of evidence behind the wall like like y'all ain't slick they put all this crazy stuff behind the wall and then the house mysteriously burns down but it doesn't matter because i feel like they already extracted all the evidence so it doesn't matter now at this point Then there is a scene where TK tells his loyal henchman that if sugar honey iced tea hits the fan, if you know what I mean, if the crap hits the fan, he's going to have to take the rap for it. And I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, I'm not sure if it's because of like the sappy violin music they played or what, but like, sheesh. Although he like, I don't know if he physically did it. We don't know at this point. It it was still under somebody else's orders and like the guy's son had just died and I feel like he only took the job was because it paid well enough to pay for his son's medical bills since he was sick but like he shouldn't be going to jail alone like TK definitely thought that he had a friend again we'll get into that in a second so while OCJ's trial goes on and I'm like patient patiently waiting for her to like pull some magic out of her sleeves because her daughter just died and I know she's coming for the heat I know she's coming for blood because she was just like way too quiet at first but you know I'm patient so she brought the heat though when she told everyone that the suicide turned homicide was in fact caused by tk himself because she was pregnant with his baby (laughs) and it's crazy how karma works you know karma is not nice to anybody he killed that woman and her baby and then coincidentally his own granddaughter died Mm -mm. anyways the tk ceo was watching all of this unfold from the comfort of his own office and y'all know I had to rewind this man's face over and over again when the tea was being spilled in the courtroom then I'm proud also of his son finally growing a pair and getting into the secret room he handed all of the evidence to Miss Osuje and y'all know that betrayal hurt TK even more because it was his own son crazy crazy but i mean hey let's recap all the heinous things that tk did he killed old pregnant girl who was pregnant with his own baby then he killed gong chan's stepsister with his bare hands and then the henchmen framed gong chang just by pure bad luck because he just happened to be there at the wrong time so yes now everything has come to light all of the murder investigations if it wasn't a kid because the kids did violate the professor's daughter but gong chang's stepsister got involved because she witnessed her running away from the house and it was just one of those like at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of deal so since she was the only witness they had beaten her up at the house unfortunately and they thought that they killed her but it was really tk who again like i said choked 
this little girl with his bare hands. Like, this man is just pure evil. So, um, you know, side note, just because I need a break from all the, all the tension like that, but what makes this trial oh so hot and heavy is I love how every time the boys aka the pervy professor from the high school who went against Gong Chang and TK's eldest son and um, the other homeboy, I don't know, but all these people in power that are going against Osuje, they're just constantly yelling like, I object, blah, blah, blah. Osuje is like, oh, you want to object? Bet. Here's another piece of evidence. Oh, objection? Here's another piece of evidence. Because they're like, oh, that can't be proven. And she's like, oh, it can't be? Here's the video of him pushing the pregnant woman off the building. You know, and it's just so fulfilling to see everything unfold. And I'm happy that everyone, like, came together to really, like, justify the truth. And, like, kudos to the pervy professor's estranged wife. Like, it's so funny in the beginning of the show, she tried to, like, defend him, but every time she has appeared since then, she's been on OCJ's side because she's, like, team woman, I guess. Like, I'm down for it. So, also, like, and don't think it was because of the photos that OCJ tried to blackmail her with. I feel like she did it because she legit wants justice and just wants nothing to do with the boys club. So there was just so much evidence that it just couldn't be ignored. And of course, after the trial, Ojima shows up, um, Gong Chang's uh, stepmom. And that was another beautiful moment where they found justice. I just can't believe that at this point, unfolding the truth literally took up half of the last episode. The climax had been building up for so long that I still feel like it's worth it even though it took off, like, half of the episode. I'm just happy that we're finally, like, to this point. So, moving on, I think I'm gonna express a controversial yet unpopular opinion. As much as I despised TK, his last day as a free man, because they were gonna come for him for all the murders and stuff, it kind of made me feel sorry for him. Now, hear me out before y'all, like, cancel me, delete me, whatever. (laughs) watching him kind of like get his little shape up and like take his last step take a last look at the empire that he built which was his pride and joy and then just watching it all crumble down like dude that sucks but you shouldn't have been a thief and a murderer you know he lost his position in the political run but i think my sympathy really just goes more to how he treated his children and how all the all of this resulted in him just being a crappy person and it affected his grandchild too like he lost his grandchild because of his awful awful life decisions like making your oldest son think that he committed murder just ruined his life completely because that was because he because of that whole situation he listened to his father without questioning him which caused that whole brainwash thing like he just did everything he said and he ruined his life by doing that then you got the youngest son who's dealing with family ptsd like i feel sorry feel bad for him but like i just feel bad like he broke up with ocj brought his child to this other woman made you know had to marry her because he said so like he really like messed up his life and i don't know i feel bad for tk because he clearly doesn't know our lord jesus christ 
Like, what an awful existence to have been walking through life so shamelessly and so evil without even knowing, like, how awful you are. Like, sir, please go get help. Go to church. Go to a a therapist. Go do something that is a healthy hobby for you. Fall in love. I don't know. Do something that doesn't require hurting others. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, like, how I feel sympathy for him for being such a bad person. Like, you really don't know what it's like to be good and feel good. That's, that's crazy to me. And like, sometimes I feel like it don't even be their fault. Like, evil is a learned trait. You know, babies aren't born evil. They're taught to be evil, which makes me wonder about his upbringing. But like, I'm not trying to go too left with that. I'm just saying like, it just really sucks to watch people be evil and not even know that they're being evil or knowing that they're being evil and just don't know that being good is a good feeling. Then he pretty much is watching everything and everyone he's ever loved just fall to pieces and y'all know he went out like a samurai he killed himself before accepting defeat poor poor evil man like it suits him you know the death suits him i don't see him going to jail i definitely saw him taking his life before that ever happened but again just leaving behind more hurt for his adult children then there was just something so ominous about watching his eldest son walk into the building and into his dad's office i just felt so conflicted like they were an awful family but i still feel pity and i still feel bad for him losing his father um that was the only father he knew and even though he was awful, you know, that's still your dad, so that sucks. But anyways, the ending was as close to perfect as I think it could be after so much pain. She opened her, OCJ opened her own little law firm and continued teaching at the university, and she smiled more than I saw in the entire show. Um, Gong Chan is still there with his umbrella when it rains. Like, I guess that's like his cue. Every time it rains, he just shows up. She just stands there and he'll just show up. Like, I want to try this in real life. I just want to step in front of my house when it rains and put my hands above my eyebrows, like a little, a little cover, and then pretend to step out. And then maybe like a cute man will be there with an umbrella. <laughs> uh, a girl can dream. But yes, I feel relieved to see everybody happy and just not be so stressed out about so many awful things. The only thing that I will say that left me a little uneasy was what happened to the youngest TK son? He betrayed his father for the sake of good and then he had that whole big scene with his dad where like his dad yoked him up against the wall and was like, I never want to see you again. And then what? Like, he just runs away? I mean, to be technical, TK was never going to see him again anyways because, you know, he took his life. And the oldest son is shown grieving over his dad. So I'm like, okay, so we have an update on the oldest son. But where did the youngest one go? Did he find out that his dad passed away? Like, I feel like his last scene was when he um, gave OCJ the evidence and when he spoke to his dad for the last time. We just never saw him again. And I almost thought like, okay, maybe he'll go back to class and join the team again. But I guess being associated with TK, maybe it's embarrassing. Maybe he just doesn't want to be um, reminded. And then like, despite having a crush on OCJ and not liking Gong Chan or whatever, he played such an important role in all of this. So why not write him a little ending too? But my guess is that he's somewhere living on his own, building his own life. 
I that's what I want to think and believe. <sighs> Anyways, this episode is kind of long. Um, so I'm just gonna wrap up. So in conclusion, Why Her was full of plot twists that had me on the edge of my seat. So I'm definitely gonna give it like a 10 out of 10. And I can't wait to watch a happy dorky drama because like this was a lot. And then like watching Eve, which had a crazy ending too. I was like, yeah, I need a break from this like emotional torment. Anyways, uh, catch me on Instagram. Follow me there if you haven't already. It's at k.dramaqueenxl. See you later.